Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. In 2016, and you can still say today that consumers call Crocs uglier. They call Crocs polarizing. And a lot of brands probably would have built a brand campaign to tell all the reasons why they're not. And instead, we realized that, look, some of our fans have been called ugly or some of our fans have been called polarizing. And for us, our interpretation is that we were unique. We were one of a kind. We had this incredible opportunity to celebrate individuality and self-expression through how we manifest our brand and candidly what our product enables, right? The form, the gibbets, et cetera. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Marketing Vanguard podcast. I'm Jenny Rooney. I am so thrilled to be here today with Heidi Cooley. She's the CMO of Crocs. Heidi, welcome. Jenny, thank you so much for having me today. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I am too, and I have for a long time. I feel like um, our meeting is a long time coming, um, as I referenced a minute ago. I've been so um, so excitedly watching your journey and the path and your leadership with the Crocs brand. Um, so many incredibly dynamic things that you've led the brand to do and be. Uh, and the resonance, I feel like, is is just um, hitting everybody. And, and I really want to get into that, obviously, um, Crocs is known for its, or more recently known for its just dramatic collaborations is probably the way I'm going to describe it. Um, but tell us a little bit about you. Let's just start with you, where you've come from, what led you to this place? Oh gosh, it's like, where do you start, right? Um, let's see, I've been with Crocs for seven years. So since the onset of the brand transformation, joined in 2016 with kind of an overhaul of leadership and the team had already outlined a really clear strategy for the brand, right? Really clear strategic priorities around business objectives, category objectives, distribution objectives, et cetera, and was really brought in to be a part of the global marketing team to help do one thing and one thing alone, and that was to improve the relevance of our iconic clog, which back in 2016, that was a very challenging brief, um, but we're really proud to say that we've definitely you know, made a lot of progress, I would say, against that initiative Prior to Crocs, I spent 10 years with the Sports Authority. Um, definitely grew up uh, in retail. I spent years at Abercrombie & Fitch as a visual merchandiser during college. And I would say I've been a global citizen all my life. I had the opportunity to live in a variety of different cities, including um, Cairo, Egypt as a child, and just really, really learned to appreciate globalization and how great brands back then, the KFCs and the McDonald's of the world, were really expanding. Uh, and I think that's what's always inspired me to want to have a, a global role. 
I love that. And let's talk about, like, let's apply that to Crocs. I mean, you know, how have you thought about making sure that Crocs was iconic, not just in this country, but globally? And how do you sort of draw on the insights um, that come from other markets to really inform the marketing strategy for the brand? Yes. Yeah, so we did a few things right at the onset of this transformation, which is that we co-created clear vision and values and purpose commitments, not only just as a you know global marketing team sitting in Denver, Colorado, but we co-created it with the leadership team, with teams and associates from retail stores all over the world, including a lot of consumer insights. And I think what we learned to believe to be true is that the world has more things in common than we do different. And so our goal was to create a vision that was unifying, that could be a human truth around the world. And so we we created a vision that everyone should be comfortable in their own shoes. We have brand values such as being delightfully democratic or unapologetically optimistic or inherently simple. And when all of that work was created, we we took insights actually from social listening. You'll hear Crocs talk a lot about that. Um, we are just building out more robust consumer insights capabilities. But at the onset, a lot of our insights just came from listening to our social communities around the world. And if you go back to 2016, think about that for a second, because it seems like a long time ago now, but things like social bullying were global conversations. They weren't just happening in the United States. And one of the human truths that we recognized was that consumers had definitely felt like they'd been bullied in markets all over the world. And what was interestingly enough is sewed Crocs. Like we were the meme of dads and Sundays and Mondays or whatever the notion was. And so we found this authentic connection to the human truths that they were saying about how they were feeling. And we associated them with things that I would say resonated with how the brand had been treated or how people have been talking about our brand. Yeah. I mean, what's striking is how you've really embraced quirkiness, right? Embraced um, the unexpected. And and by the way, that manifests in the physical form of the shoe. Um, and it also manifests in the in the extensive and fascinating brand collabs you've done. I um next year I gotta get you to Adweek X because I wanted you to come to that this year because that was our new Adweek's new event in LA in December, all about the connections, collaborations, and convergence that's happening in this industry and the way that the advertising marketing media industry bleeds into so many other areas, entertainment, celebrity, but also investor community, cultural, um, you know, trends. So that is, you guys are, to me, are such an example of that. Um, but before we get into that, because I do think that's so much a part of the fascination with the company, as with any other product, it's interesting when you get intake from various cohorts of your consumer, like people end up using things in ways that you maybe didn't even necessarily anticipate. So I'm sure all these are not surprising anymore because they were so clear, but like, you know, nurses use them, right? Because they were comfortable shoes and, and, and children, you know, parents love them for their children because they're easy to get on and off. And they're, you know, the, the gibbets and the way that people would sort of accessorize, like those were kinds of things didn't those crop up sort of outside of your control in the best way? And then fast forward, how do you make sure that you're kind of creating back to your global point, you're incorporating all the the, the, the similarities that exist globally while also be cognizant of the ways that consumers might literally be using these shoes for purpose? Oh, I Does love that... this question. I think you hit on two really important things for us, which is 
again, as we dug into the insights from the consumer, you could easily have said in 2016, and you can still say today that consumers call Crocs ugly or they call Crocs polarizing. And a lot of brands probably would have built a brand campaign to tell all the reasons why they're not. And instead, we realized that, look, some of our fans have been called ugly or some of our friend, fans have been called polarizing. And for us, our interpretation is that we were unique. We were one of a kind. We had this incredible opportunity to celebrate individuality and self-expression through how we manifest our brand and candidly what our product enables, right? The form, the gibbets, et cetera. And when we started to think about how we enable that, we started to think about the consumer. And just like what you said, Crocs's brand value of being delightfully democratic was intentional. We could have done what a lot of great brands done, which was pick this one aspirational customer and say, we were only going to do this one consumer and we were going to be as aspirational as possible for them. But instead, we said, we are confidently, delightfully democratic. We're really comfortable with kids' first pair of shoes being a pair of Crocs or someone's last pair of shoes being Crocs, right? And everything in between. And what that philosophy has enabled is it's allowed us to do the high and the low. You see Crocs at Kith, and they are an incredible partner of our brand, mm-hmm. right? But you mm-hmm. see Crocs at Dick Sporting Goods or Rack Room as well. We've done partnerships with Demna at Balenciaga. We've also put platform Crocs down a runway with KFC. We've worked with Post Malone. Like That is part of the ethos, which is why we can so authentically do it. And I think mm. why our fans allow us to do it, right? There are times where you could say a lot of consumers could have pushed back and said Crocs doesn't have the right to play here. But because of how we've manifested the brand, the feedback is also, I can't believe Crocs just did that. Of course they <laughs> did, right? It's such an incredible grace that our consumers give us to give them really interesting and creative reasons to try the brand. But what you've been able to do, and this is so fascinating, is – even with all the variability, right, in all the variability of your collabs, in the variability of your retail environments, in the variability of, you know, the personalities that you align with, um, you also, in all that variability, there's a still a singular uh, brand personality, which is just so strange to me and paradoxical, but square that for me. Yes, we call it you the know green I- thread. Uh, you know, I love High Somebody actually just wrote that so much of this is philosophical, and it's true. Like, we are very intentional around who we are and how we live our brand vision and values and how we manifest this invitation to come as you are. And because we are so clear on those principles, it allows the team to really outcreate on top of those values, but in really interesting and disruptive ways. So we call it our green thread. I would say the other thing that's interesting for Crocs is, you know, at the onset of the transformation, we knew we could not be a brand that told consumers Crocs were cool, right? To make the iconic clog move from the meme of Mondays, we had to have others help us co-create that story. And so we created a platform that said we were going to be this brand that lives for our fans um, and that we would celebrate this beautifully diverse tapestry of consumers. And again, because that's part of our philosophy, the team really can push in a variety of different ways um, that might often feel pragmatic if you're looking at the story overall, um, but is often brought to life in really just authentic and genuine ways for communities um, that allows them to become a part of what they've so lovingly branded as Croc Nation. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I'm thinking about the folks who are listening to this who are either currently CMOs or aspire to that role. Um, and think, you know, the the takeaways that they're getting from this, obviously, I have to say, there's there's a freedom in coming into a company or a brand where there's nowhere to go but up, right? So, you know, is that risk? Is that just feeling like throw caution to the wind completely? Because like, it's to me, it's a beautiful opportunity. And it sounds like that's where your enthusiasm for coming in was. But how do you sort of bottle that same kind of opportunity and enthusiasm at a company where, frankly, it's not completely at rock bottom or, you know, uh, in an underdog status. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely do. I definitely do. So I would say there were probably three things that enabled the foundation of this. One was, again, clear strategic priorities and goals, right? Clear business strategies that exist today. So we're not constantly reinventing where we're going. Like the company knows where we're going. I would say from a marketing perspective, we have four strategic enablers that have also guided us since the onset. It was that we believed in a consumer-centric approach, which means that great insights need to come from our fans. Now, that doesn't mean that our team does an incredible job taking those insights and creating things that they could have never imagined. But our best programs start often with an insight or a theme from a consumer. I would say our second is clear brand vision and purpose, right? That creates the consistency. Consumers expect that we are authentic, that we're transparent, that we're part of the work towards the future. Innovation is core to who we are. We decided a long time ago to be digitally led, right, social first. What that allows us to do is show up where our consumers are spending their time in really creative and innovative ways. Like we joke that, you know, the founders of Crocs were quite creative in innovative in making a shoe that has holes in it, right? Like there's a lot of innovation and creativity there. And so that's part of the through line of the brand that we strive to bring to life through every single campaign we take out. And we are globally led and locally relevant. We have found that there is power in a globally unified brand and globally unified insights in finding the things that bring us together around the world. And yet we we definitely bring them to life in locally relevant ways through your point, through influencers or partnerships or maybe the media partners we work with. So that has been guiding us all along, which mm-hmm. then allows for a really, really talented team to work as close to the consumer and as close to market as possible. So 
part of the reason why I believe Crocs is connected to culture is because we have this team and process that enables them to, at the onset of a campaign, one, build it, again, three months out, not 12 months out. And that inspires them to say, go figure out what our fans are talking about. Let's understand what y'all are talking about. And let's get the right insight for how we want to activate this campaign in market. And mm. that happens for campaigns that we may do you know, strategically a year in advance for go to market. That happens when we work on campaigns six months out. That's also happens when someone calls a rat the size of a croc in New York and the team turns that into a social <laughs> community conversation within minutes or hours. And that's best practice and, and replicable strategy or, or stuff you can learn from for, for any brand at any stage in the game. So um, I love that. Um, what's your fave collab recently? What I mean, I, I'm sure you love all of them, but what's the one that got you most excited? This is such a hard question. It's like, which of your children do you like better? <laughs> oh, I know. And I have two young daughters and I would never answer that question. Um, I would say there's a few early on that, I believe were important because they were catalyst for what we've since created. So when Balenciaga called us about a partnership, we we probably thought they had the wrong number, right? Our brand president was like, hello? Like, are you sure? So that I think gave us a lot of confidence in where we were headed strategically, right? And the focus. We always knew that partnerships were an important part of how great brands, especially in the footwear industry, were building authenticity, connecting to consumers, connecting to culture. We also had the hypothesis that they would likely bring new consumers to the brand. And still today, you know, in the top five comments of every partnership drop we've ever had, there is a consumer saying, I never thought I'd wear Crocs until Crocs did fill in the blank. Yeah, But yeah. Post Malone was the first that the team reached out to, right? Where he had been seen wearing white classics, you know, on tour. He then tweeted, you could tell a lot about a man by the gibbets on his Crocs. And so the team <laughs> reached out to him and said, hey, would you ever – ever consider doing a partnership drop with Crocs. And that was the first of what was a really strong and longstanding partnership. And the first um, to basically validate a few things for us, which was new customer acquisition, sure. But I think what makes Crocs's partnership strategy so authentic is that we do not work with partners that are not authentic fans of our brands before we start talking to them. So mm. that works. That's a filter for partnerships. That's a filter for influencers and brand ambassadors that has gotten easier over the years. Like it was a lot harder in 2016 to find someone that was rocking Crocs in the wild. But I think that filter creates a ton of authenticity and really creates meaningful connection with again, that, that partner and their fans. So one of the questions I ask on marketing Vanguard, and this is back to you as a marketing leader, um, is this concept that a Vanguard literally defined as a group of people who through their actions and their decisions are, are truly moving the needle. And I'm, I'm, I'm butchering that a little bit, but the, the gist is like, it's a group of people who they're making, they're taking action that reverberate, right. And actually create sustained change. What is one action, decision, choice you've made as a marketing leader that you feel has had impact, um, lasting impact, certainly for that defines you, first of all, but also has had lasting impact on the trajectory of not just the brand, but the business or the trajectory of, of this industry that we all love so much or the trajectory and the focus of the CMO community that we, we both are, are involved in? I mean, 
what do you kind of point to? And I'm sure there are many things, but once one thing that comes to your mind that you're proud of and that you feel like can be a model for other folks who aspire to this role? I would say it's our consumer-centric approach. Uh, growing up in retail, you know, we had a lot of sophistications around consumer insights and loyalty programs, et cetera. So I had a foundation to understand how powerful it was to create conversations with segments or consumers. For us, consumer-centric approach, again, is informed through social listening. It's informed through culture then, right? Like what our consumers are talking about right here and right now. And we have built this incredibly agile muscle to listen to those insights and then turn them into activities. So what is different about Crocs is that we, like many great brands, listen to our fans. We do what a lot of great brands don't, which is that we actually respond and we respond quickly. And we mm -hmm. believe that momentum is built by this movement, this steady drumbeat of listening to our fans and responding. And mm -hmm. there are small moments of that, whether it's been pulling through UGC of teams that are all rocking their Crocs together and think about how powerful that is when you're a member of a sports team. It informed one of our biggest partnerships to date, which was when a kid named Colin created a change.org petition for Crocs to make adult lightning queen classics. And we did. Mm -hmm. And we've dropped them multiple <laughs> times. And still today, our fans, every single social post asked for more Lightning McQueen. Um, and it's this muscle that we believe through great talent, we can continue to keep our iconic clog relevant far beyond the trend or the fad of the silhouette. And we believe mm -hmm. it is globally universal. We believe that there mm -hmm. are local conversations with local ambassadors or fans around the world that will help to sustain this brand far beyond what a lot of us look to as iconic brands. In a part two of our conversation, I'll, I'd love to ask you about like literally the, the talent you must have on staff, the organizational structure that you must have internally to be that responsive. Like there's a lot that ha must happen internally and behind the scenes to enable that to happen externally. And so, yes, that can be something that we talk about next time for sure. Um, last two quick questions for you. Perennially, we will see headlines cycle through about the death of the CEO, CMO and the, you know, whether the CMO, is it still a relevant role within organizations? And, you know, there's even a headline that's out this week uh, that speaks to that point. Do you have strong opinions one way or the other specific to this um, ongoing and perennial topic about the true value of the chief marketing officer or equivalent title in any given organization to drive business? Yeah, I think we've demonstrated at Crocs the power of marketing and brand. Now, we do that with a very clear love of our product. We believe that if we do it right, right, the brand and the product represent the exact same values and attributes to our consumer. I think if brands want consumers to love who they are and remember who they are and when they walk in their closet, choose them over others, because in our category, there's a lot of comfortable footwear. Like, why would you choose Crocs? We hope that it's because we've created an emotional connection to the brand, that you feel a sense of community or self-expression or belonging when you put on what is one of the more polarizing shoes, right, in the industry. I think CMOs also play a really important role to the business, right? 
We have strong business acumen these days. We drive significant revenue um, to the business, and we play a critical role in integrating leadership teams. Oftentimes, it can be the CMO yeah. that pulls a bunch of people together and says, y'all, we've got this problem to solve. Like, How are we going to do it as one team or one brand? And I continue to see that as I chat with colleagues or or you know others around the industry. Like, I think it's a really valuable partner um, for brand presidents and for product heads and merchandising heads and commerce heads alike. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that that concept of chief collaboration officer is huge um, and not to be overlooked for sure. Last quick question. Who's next? Who should we interview on the Marketing Vanguard podcast? Is there anybody that you admire from afar, somebody you know personally um, that you just think is doing some amazing things um, with with their work in, uh, you know, in a marketing leadership role right now? I just had the opportunity uh, to sit on a panel with Kristen Patrick from Claire's. She's the CMO of Claire's. She is a legend in her own right coming from Pepsi, and she is transforming that brand into a cultural igniter for the consumer of tomorrow. There are so many similarities between our playbooks, and she is such a thought leader in the space, so I would, I would suggest her. I'll give her a call. Thank you, Heidi, so, so much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll have to do this again, reconvene when when we have a little more time. But um, in the meantime, thanks. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to seeing you all soon. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to Marketing Vanguard, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Jordan Pretano, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 